It's time for Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Here's your host, Brian Newton, with Brandon Snide. Yes, the Packers had a bye week. Everybody's rested. Oh, it's on to the Super Bowl. Or maybe not. Brandon Snide is here. He's here every week. Hi, Brandon. Did you enjoy your bye week? Oh, I did, Brian. You know, it's... it's uh. It's nice to turn on the TV on a Sunday afternoon and not have to worry about it ruining your day. It's it's just you know what I I know exactly you know what, what mean? you mean. Yes, you could just turn it on. The kids, you know, my kids are coming in asking me stuff. Hey, come on in. Don't you know you're not bothering me. It's it's, it's all good here. Nobody's Matt Lafleur is not making me mad. Joe Barry is not making me mad. I'm good to go today. So yeah, it was it was great. I love. I love the bye week. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Packers bye week. You and I talked about it last week. Yep. I thought it came at a good time for this team uh, this year. Last year was week 14, um, but this year was much needed. So I think uh, I enjoyed my Sunday, you know, without Packers football, and hopefully, hopefully they enjoyed their week off and they're ready to rock. Well, part of what you said last week about the bye week coming at the an opportune time for the Packers was because there were some people who needed to get healthy. Uh, it appears that that worked. Am I am I off on that? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. So later, the initial injury report for the Green Bay Packers was released a few hours ago or so. Um, the only one that did not practice is Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell's probably going to be out. I would guess a handful of more weeks. He's suffering that high ankle sprain. He suffered in the yeah. uh, the it was play one of the Saints game back in I believe that was week two. Um, so he's he's going to be, or week three, excuse me, he'll be out for uh, for quite some time. But he's the only one on there, Brian. So that's encouraging news. I mean, other guys were listed on there, but they all practiced. Aaron Jones being the main attraction on that injury was, list. Uh, you would just you would hope, man, if that if he's practicing and and he talked in his, at his locker room post uh, post practice, things are looking are looking up for for number thirty three. Well, he they held him out obviously from the Raiders game. Then he had the extra week off. Uh, he was at practice, and they, according to reports, that he was running at full speed. So that has to be that has to buoy the hearts of the Packers fans everywhere. And Matt Lafleur probably because I'm sure there's not <laughs> many other people in Titletown in Packer Nation that are more thrilled to see number 33, a healthy number 33, and what he brings to this offense. I talked about it this week that, and again, I talked about it with you last week. This team just has struggled to, to have an identity. There is, there is no identity on this Packers offense when it comes to running or passing the ball, right? You know, Jordan loves still trying to find his way. You got Romeo Dobbs, second year wide out. Christian Watson hasn't been healthy. AJ Dillon doesn't look like a feature back, but Aaron Jones, out of all those names, all those people I just listed, he's the proven guy, right? He's the, He's your yep. feature back. He's your home run hitter. And when you have a guy like that in your offense, it's easy to play call. It's easy to game plan. And, you know, who knows when that injury, uh, Aaron Jones talked about it, and uh, it, you know, getting re-injured in that hamstring uh, earlier in that week prior to the Raiders game. Right. So, again, they could have been fully anticipating Aaron Jones to play that week. And then Thursday or Friday, he, you know, pulls his hamstring again and it kind of throws a wrench in their plans. But, um, it sounds like, you know, positive things out of Green Bay. Aaron Jones was uh, was thrilled to be back at practice. <laughs> Speaking of Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love was probably equally excited <laughs> his locker room. He was, gl- he was glowing about having his guy back there because, I mean, just Aaron Jones does so much for an offense. And, and anybody that watches the Packer games, no, it's not just running the ball. It's, it's out of the backfield and what he can do 
in the passing game, and he's just an incredible leader. So, yeah, good news for the Packers on the injury front. You just hope that that holds through all the way to Sunday. So let's we'll skip to the other side of the line where the other the other encouraging news is Quay Walker is coming back. He's got fifty one tackles through you know basically four and a half games. So he's he's coming back. That will bolster the defense, which we've been talking about. Uh, that seems to be the burr in your saddle a lot of uh, when we talk that they're just they're too soft. They're giving too much room. They're not they're not crashing through. How much of a difference with Quay Walker being back is that going to have? Um, you know, watching this team, Brian, up close and personal, Quay Walker is probably one of three players maybe that stands out to you when you watch it. Even, you know, even when they struggle, and they've, there's no question they've struggled. If you, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I've identified their struggles uh, <laughs> a few times, uh, we'll say that. Um, but he's a guy that just stands out. He, 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 his performance on the field, it's eye-popping, right? He's a guy, he's over six feet, he runs a four or five. I mean, he's quick. You know, and you're you're kind of getting a little sense, at least when you watch on television or you're at the game and, and you hear players talk in their locker room post game and you hear Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry post practice or post game, he's he's turning into that leader that I think the Packers envisioned when they drafted him uh last year, right? And you're you're yeah. seeing obviously with injuries to Devondre Campbell, it's now Quay Walker's defense, right? It's it's going from the Campbell led defense where he was an all pro uh, in 2021, to it's now Quay Walker's that guy, um, and and again, no discredit to Campbell. He's obviously suffering a, a serious injury, and uh, you hope he can get back onto the field because that's he puts you in the best position to be successful on the defense on the defensive side of the ball. But I think when you're looking at Quay Walker, yeah, I mean he's instrumental to what they do on defense. He can rush the passer. He's a sound tackler, super quick, um, and and Joe Barry can kind of play him wherever. I would rather see. Quay Walker defending Devontae Adams, Brian, than, than Preston Smith. So, uh, <laughs> All right. you know, that yeah, could, that'll that be, could good. be an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. We'll keep our fingers crossed. All right. So, they go. We, we, everybody knows Packers are two and three. Uh, came off a disappointing game in Las Vegas. Um, another, you know, kind of a big loss with Detroit. But now they're going into Denver. What do you think was going on with Matt LaFleur and the rest of the coaching staff? in this bye week are there are you anticipating any tweaks are you anticipating even minor changes to either the defensive scheme or obviously we know with Aaron the chance of Aaron Jones coming back the offense is going to change a little bit but since the defense is your picadillo what uh do you anticipate seeing anything (laughs) different after the the week off I don't anticipate anything different on the defensive side of the ball. I, I just oh, don't. Boy. And Brian, that's that's not to be you know that's not to be you know negative, Nancy. I just I've seen the same thing out of the defense for the last two three years, right? right. I mean, really, you probably go back. You could probably go back farther than that. Um, so it's been it's been like the same story. And I didn't have any expectations for that defense for that side of the ball this year. So I'm okay with if they're going to be you know, middle of the pack, maybe the back end of the pack. That's just kind of what I assumed they would be. However, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm expecting big improvements going into Denver. Denver has the worst defense in the National Football League. And now you've had, you'll have two weeks to prepare, right? And I know those two full weeks, they don't prepare just for the Broncos. That started this week, but the week off, they did a ton of self-scouting. Matt LaFleur talked about it at his post-practice press conference today 
And he was like, man, he, he took the blame. I mean, he's like, my play calling is just not good. It's not good enough. Okay. Um, not putting guys in, in, in position to be successful. And I think that is going – that's why I said this bye week couldn't have happened at a better time because you're, you're struggling on offense. You're, you can't get anybody healthy. You needed that break, that little pause button. And I think the offense you'll see this week, especially if 33 is in the backfield, an offense that's going to run through Aaron Jones. And that only helps Jordan Love. I think, you know, when people look up, right. you know, the Packer game and they're watching, they're watching Jordan Love throw these interceptions, they're reading the box scores their next game. like, man, this guy, he stinks, he's this, he's that. You know, when you don't have a serious running attack in your offense and you turn into a one-dimensional unit, defenses will play to that. No matter how good or bad those units are, they will have the upper hand on an offense when they know you can't run the ball. And teams know Green Bay could not run the ball. There's nobody in that backfield, no offense to A.J. Dillon, that they fear. Aaron Jones is a fearful player. Guys are afraid of him. He can break off a 50-yard touchdown at any given moment. So things will, I think, change for the Packers' offense. Uh, I'm anticipating they're going to use tight end Luke Musgrave. You and I have talked about him a few times. I'm big on him. Um, he's one of the fastest players at his position. You know, I think they're going to get hitting the ball a lot more. Look out for Dontavian Wicks in the next couple of weeks as well. Okay. He's been the most open, the most open receiver in the NFL through, I believe, week six. Um, one or two. I can't remember exactly where he's at. I believe he was at the top, though, as far as separation in his routes. Uh, so he's a guy that's open a lot. So, uh, but again, another rookie, right? Another rookie, right. Yeah, another yeah. guy that was selected in, you know, in the middle rounds and, you know, it's it's going to take a while for this offense to get going. But, again, having that bye week at this point in the season was just, in my opinion, instrumental to what we hope is going to be a positive second half to their season. Brandon Snyder is with me as he is every week for Tundra Talk. We're going to take a quick break. And then, Brandon, I want to touch real quick on the Packers' offensive line because – that's been, you know, there's been problems with that. But then we have to turn our attention west, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos are next. Uh, Sean Payton's team, of course, had 70 hung up on him a couple weeks ago. We'll see if the Packers can do the same. More of Tundra Talk after this, WTMJ Nights. Now, more of WTMJ Nights. The air is thin out there. Packers going to need that oxygen on the sideline Sunday when they go out to Empower Field at Mile High Stadium to take on the Broncos. Brandon Snyder is with me. He's with me every week. Uh, came in tonight because I won't be here tomorrow, and we are doing Tundra Talk. All right, one one quick thing about the O-line, Brandon, because we've talked about it with Bakhtiari out and the, the left side of the line being suspect. Elton uh, Jenkins practiced in a limited role. We know that left side is suspect. With Aaron Jones hopefully being back and being the presence that he was before the injury, is that going to take a little bit of pressure off that side of the line? Yeah, I think having a guy like Aaron Jones in your backfield takes, you know, not only the offensive line, we kind of talked about it before, everybody on the offensive side of the ball. And look, I mean, this this right now, how it's constructed, you know, outside of maybe making a trade or, you know, another injury or whatever, whatever may happen, this is going to be the healthiest this offensive line is going to be from here on out, right? John Running Jr. was battling with an ankle sprain. He, he is back to being on, at the practice field. You know, Elton Jenkins, obviously, dealing with that sprained MCL. He's back, you know, and now the week off. They you know, had two weeks. They had a short week with the Thursday night game. Then they had an, uh, or a long week with the short, Thursday night game, then Monday night. Um, so they've had ample time off, right, to get right. right. And this yeah, is yeah. going to be the healthiest. This is going to be the healthiest, healthiest they're going to be all year. 
So this is it, you know, what you see. But having a guy like Aaron Jones into the backfield, it just does so much for the offensive line because the defense isn't sitting back and pinning their ears back and, like, they're not running this ball with A.J. Dillon, right? right? Like they're And that's stressing out the defense. You saw it especially against the Detroit Lions, Max Crosby with the Raiders. But now the defenses are going to be a little bit on their heels. Like, okay, well, you know, it, you know, I could, you know, it, we have to defend right. the run with Aaron Jones. We have to defend the pass with Aaron Jones. You know, Jordan Love with the play action. So it's, it, it plays into the strengths of the offensive line. And this offensive line is built, Brian, in my opinion, for a pass-oriented offense. Uh, they're not road okay. graders out there, you know. Um, you know, Alan Jenkins is, probably, is obviously your best offensive lineman, um, but. Nonetheless, having a guy like Aaron Jones makes everybody's job that much easier. That's uh, you sound excited. You're, I think you're getting everybody else excited uh, for good reason. Let's look at uh, Denver now. Denver, eh, you know, we remember we remember the the uh, domination <laughs> by the Dolphins, seventy twenty. Uh, Russell Wilson still. Still can get the job done. He's so he's thrown twelve touchdown passes, which is the fourth in the NFL. But his he doesn't rank real high. The Sean Payton's offense is kind of being tailored to the fact that he's not quite as explosive as he used to be, just because he's older. Where do you see the Broncos? Do you see them as a a team that is just going to get run over whenever they can, or were some of these defeats? And it's hard to say seventy twenty or. Yeah, seventy twenty is a fluke, but they're not going to be that bad every game. No, no, they're not. And you know, Denver's like a strange team too, Brian, because you know, obviously they gave up the seventy points, like you just talked about, to Miami, who's an explosive offense, maybe the best offense in baseball. But on the flip side, the same Broncos team played Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, former yeah. MVP, Super Bowl champion. They played them in a one-possession game, so it's like... Yeah, they held them like to just 19 points. Yeah, so you're like scratching your head. I remember watching that game like, who is this Broncos team? And like, <laughs> you know, what, what, are we, what are we going to expect with them? But, you know, Russell Wilson always, for me at least, yeah, I'm a Wisconsin Badgers fan, I always love Russell Wilson. I, and and sure. he's always going to have a little bit of fear that he puts in me because he is, you know, a former Super Bowl champion. I know it was, you know, quite some years ago. Um, but he's a guy that can take off with his legs. He's not as explosive or quick as he used to be. Uh, but he's a guy where, you know, he can create plays outside the pocket. For whatever reason, Green Bay's defense has just struggled to defend that for so many years, you know, really since Michael Vick in 2003 is really when it started. Um, but, it, you know, so that, that there's that, that aspect of it. On the offensive side of the field, they still have a ton of playmakers, right? Like Jerry Judy, I know he's, you know, he doesn't want to be there and, requesting a trade or he's on the trade block supposedly Cortland Sutton I mean these are all high-end draft picks uh, on the offensive side of the ball for uh for Denver they haven't been able to block well so you would anticipate like this is a good week for this defense to kind of generate that pass rush and, and see who's going to establish who's going who's going to establish themselves as number two right Rashawn Gary's obviously the best pass rusher on this team but who's next like who's the next guy on this team and, and that's where this week, and I talked about it uh, this week on uh, Wisconsin's Morning News, this upcoming matchup is this week will determine the path the Packers' season goes. Because believe it or not, there's eight teams right now in the NFC. It's a terrible, terrible conference this year. <laughs> with, two, with, with three or, or three or less losses, right, or three or yeah. less wins. So you are in a position, as crazy as it sounds, 
as bad as that loss to the Raiders was, as embarrassing as it was against the Detroit Lions, you are still in a position to go to the playoffs. Not over yeah. yet, right? You win. You're three and three, Brian, at, in week seven, and you would have told me this in in August where Aaron Jones isn't playing, David Bakhtiari hasn't played all but one game, Elton Jenkins missed multiple games, Devondre Campbell's been out since week three. I would have probably said three and three. I will take that. All and right. that's a good spot to be in because you're not you're not necessarily going to win the division, right? I think right. we can all probably agree that that it's the Lions to lose, and and by Thanksgiving that might be wrapped up. Um, but exactly. that's okay. You weren't expected to win your division, but if you can be competitive throughout the course of the season, this last part of the Packers season, and win in Week Seven, you put yourself in a good spot, you know, to get into the Winter Classic there in January with the playoffs. If you lose and you fall to two and four, and let's say hypothetically if the offensive struggles against the worst defense in the NFL, there's yeah. going to be a lot more questions that need to be answered. Now, you've mentioned a couple times how bad the Broncos' defense is, which is true. Their secondary, though, is pretty good. Um, so oh, yeah. with that being the case, are you looking at, do, do you predict like a lot of short passes, a lot of, a lot of short routes, runs, be, to take advantage of the, you know, the, the defense in the close quarters as opposed to trying to go deep? Yeah, and I think that is something that, unfortunately, Jordan Love has taken from Aaron Rodgers. If you remember, you know, one of the knocks on Rodgers here in Green Bay was, man, the guy's always looking for the home run ball. And that's kind sure. of what Jordan Love's doing, right? Like through week five, he, you know, his targets downfield were the most in the NFL. And you kind of want to see that tighten up a little bit. It's, there's, it's perfectly fine taking those launch shots, right? Like, Patrick Sertain, who you talked about with the uh, the Broncos secondary, the, the cornerback there, former first-round draft pick, maybe one of the best corners, maybe the best corner in football. He's at least in the conversation. Uh, but this offense is kind of built on the you know the quick passes, right? That one, two, yeah. three drop. Your back foot, your back foot hits that hits the ground, and, and the ball is out. Hopefully, again, you know I don't want to keep repeating it, but when you add Aaron Jones, hopefully that changes the mindset with this offense, and you're not trying to push the ball downfield to get that chunk of yardage because you got nothing going in the offensive side of the ball as far as running the ball. So hopefully that's the, you know, the identity with this team, run the ball, short, quick passes. And not only that, but like if you can play, if Jordan Love goes out there and his first 10 passes and he completes seven of them, that's a confidence booster for oh, a guy yeah, that's, definitely. that's trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like trying to prove that he's capable of being the starter in green Bay, because this is still an audition for Jordan Love. He still has things he's trying to prove. So it's it's an audition for him to also, you know, be the quarterback of the of hopefully what the future. So having those quick short passes, number one, you know, opens up, in my opinion, the deep ball. You know, you run those short, 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 and then yeah. you stretch the field with guys like Luke Musgrave and Christian Watson. They have the capabilities. Um, but just guys haven't been healthy. Christian Watson hasn't been healthy. Luke Musgrave had a concussion against the Lions. Like there's so many factors that go into this Packers season, it's almost amazing, Brian, that they have two wins. I mean, it re- and I know one of them was against the Bears. But, like, it's um, it's amazing that, you know, they're really only a few plays away from probably being four and one. You know, they could say they're only a few plays from being one and four, you know, and play sure, that right. side of it as well. But I, but, like, I like the I mean, first way you put it better. I like uh, they're only a few <laughs> plays away from being – Four and one, uh, and Brandon. And as we the, do every roller coaster ride, exactly. As we do every time you're here, I'm going to ask you for your prediction. Oh, this is the this is the week, Brian. This is the week. I've called for it three times now. Luke Musgrave <laughs> is getting a touchdown this week. 
All Luke right. Musgrave is getting his first career touchdown. Should have had one in week one. He fell. Um, I'm going to go Packers 24, Broncos 13. 24, 24 13, 13, the Green Bay Packers. They leave the Mile High City with a 3-3 three and three record, and they're coming home for a few games. So, And winnable games. You know, Keep that in your mind, too. I mean, they can yes, beat yes. Minnesota. They can beat the Rams. I mean, you know, they got winnable games. On their schedule, don't I know the excitement's kind of you know worn off a little bit on this Packers team, but if they get a win in Denver, they are right in the mix for the playoffs. And I know it's really early; it's still October, not even Halloween. Uh, but that's the beauty of of that's, football. We can talk about playoffs in October. That sounds great, Brandon Snyder. You can hear very, you can hear him on Wisconsin's Morning News, and he's gracious enough to join us every week for Tundra Talk. All right, I know you're back. You're back to uh, the tightrope on Sunday watching the game, but I appreciate you coming in a day early this week, Brandon. And we will talk next week. Sounds good, Brian. Thank you very much. Enjoy your time off. You, I, I will do my best. All right, let's uh, do this. That is news time. WTMJ.